punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome everyone to episode 382 of Fergar and the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and well, we've seen the NRL season kick off, and our defending champions, the Penrith Panthers, have come out and put on a really dominant display against the Manly Seagulls, running out five tries to one winners in a 28 to six victory at Penrith Football Stadium. It's Penrith's 18th win in a row at the stadium which is an absolutely incredible record. And wow, what a performance. Um, early on, it was a very, very fast game. Both teams were really up for it. Penrith had a couple of tries disallowed early on for obstruction calls. I thought the first one where Liam Martin come through, he was in field, but he did take the defender out of the line. And I don't think that you can really argue with those sort of black and white decisions. I thought that was a fair fair penalty call and it it was going to be a, an early try to Stephen Crichton, but, you know, you can't take out the defender. It's just you've never been able to take out a defender in rugby league. So they called that one back. Um, and then not too long after that, there was another try disallowed that would have gone to To'o. And they said that Luai had got in the way of a defensive player. Look, I thought that one was a rubbish decision. Um but you're going to get rubbish decisions, you know, over the course of the year. And it's probably good to get them out the way early. It was pretty obvious in the first 20 minutes that Penrith were dominating through the middle of the field. Their forward pack was fantastic. Uh, O'Sullivan came in for uh, Nathan Cleary and was just fantastic. He played like a veteran out there. It was really incredible to see. A lot of times when you see a young halfback come into an established side, he'll sit back, he'll just go through the motions. You won't want to mix it up too much. O'Sullivan wasn't doing that. He was getting out the front foot. He was move, you know, getting his forwards where he wanted them to be, really controlling the play. And you know, that first half he played was absolutely outstanding. As that first half went on, it was pretty clear that Penrith were dominating the game. They only went into halftime with a 12-6 lead, but they'd been all over Manly, and Manly managed to get a try right before halftime. Sometimes in those situations, you see the team that has been completely dominated and yet only find themselves down by six. They go into halftime, and they're up on their feet. They're like, right, we're still in this game. You didn't feel that about the Manly Seagulls in this game. It felt as though Manly... We're just so glad to get to halftime. They were being worn down by the Panthers' side. Uh, and it was just more of the same in the second half. Some of the key things out of this game. Luai was very good in the first half. Sometimes without Cleary, he can overplay his hand. I thought he played a really, really nice measured game in this one. Stephen Crichton looked like a beast. He was absolutely outstanding in last year's final series. And in this game, he just carried that form forward. He was just unbelievable. Um, Coruscant was pretty good. I know I've been critical of Coruscant, especially in the second half of last year. But he was really getting out of dummy half really well in this game. 
um, catching the manly forwards on the back foot, really terrorising them all game. And you could really see the difference between the two teams. You know, Coruscant for Penrith, he was causing all sorts of problems. Manly didn't really have anybody doing the same thing at a dummy half for them. And so their, their play was kind of pretty easy to shut down. Having said that, this Panthers defense is the best defense I've ever seen. I'm, I know I'm talking about over the last probably 18 months, uh, going to 36 months nearly. The way they tackle, they gang tackle, they shut plays down, they read defense really well. They go up in a line very well, although in this game, the one time they didn't, they gave up a try. They're just a fantastic defensive team, and everything's going to come off the back of that defense. They come into this game against Manly as outsiders, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think what we saw tonight was a Panthers team who you just saw the machine going. And with Manly, they kind of look like they did in last year's final series where I, I said this going into the, uh, with the, the pre, um, pre-season uh, thing we did in the last episode. I think the best teams are going to work out how to stop Tom Trebojevic at the back. And you kind of saw this in this game. Like, Tom Trebojevic was just nowhere to be seen in this game, really. He never got a chance to get into the match. And I think the best teams are going to really take him out of the game. And that's the worry for the Manly Seagulls. You know, he's great. When he's got the ball and he's got room to move, he's almost unstoppable. But if you can take him out by a smart kicking game, kicking down into the corners and really making sure your line is set when you get down there, there's not much he can do. And it made me think about the difference between, say, him and a Billy Slater or a Greg Inglis, where you can't really take them sort of players out of the game. It's maybe the next step in his career is learning to affect the game when that initial kick downfield that he receives isn't an attacking option for him when he needs to get involved in the plays after that uh, first tackle has been made in the set. So that's something for the Seagulls to look at. But look, I think the Panthers would have beaten any team tonight. They were just on, and even the replacement that they brought in at halfback probably played the game of his career as well. What are you supposed to do in that situation? As a Panthers fan, very happy with that start to the season. Uh, really dominant win over a team that should be in the top eight this year. Although I have to say, I do think Manly will take a little bit of a step back from where they were last year. I don't think they're going to be a, a top four side. I think they'll be in the bottom half of the top eight. Um, the good thing for Manly is they didn't really fold. I think a lot of teams in the situation they found themselves in tonight would have just folded and maybe given up, you know, 40 points. Manly didn't fold. They were worn down a lot. They tackled their hearts out. You know, there wasn't much they were able to do in this game. But at no point did they, you know, shut up shop and, and give up at any stage. So that's something good for the Seagulls. Um, anyway, I just wanted to record something quick after that first up victory for the Panthers. The first game of the NRL season. It was a pretty good game. There was a lot to see in this game, a lot to be interested in. Um, I watched the Channel 9 coverage, and man, Andrew John's commentary is so bad. He, I, I tweeted out during the game, 
He's the best player I've ever seen play the game. And it's probably him and then Wally Lewis. But as a commentator, like every single thing he says in commentary, he asks Billy Slater if he's right. It's kind of weird. Um, but apart from that, the Channel 9 coverage was not too bad. So, you know, they're learning, hopefully. Hopefully it's not as bad for Andrew Johns for the rest of the season. Hopefully he pulls it together late. Anyway, thank you for listening. It's only a quick episode. I thought I'd put one out there just for the Panthers fans to have to listen to. They've all got to be happy with the victory. I was very happy with the victory. There was a little under 17,000 at the game tonight at Penrith Footy Stadium, which, you know, I'd seen a lot of people saying it was a sellout uh, leading into the match. That's not a sellout figure, but on Thursday night, that's not bad either. So, you know, when we just don't get big crowds on a Thursday night, unless it's a long weekend where you get the Friday off, then sometimes we do. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you haven't joined our tipping competition yet, check out our website, fergonthefreak.com. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see all of the information on how to join our tipping competition. It's on the NRL website. It's for free. And the winner is going to get a 3D printed trophy that will be customized by me. We have around about 100 teams that are involved in it. Um, I don't know the exact number because for some reason I can't see the exact number, even though I'm uh, managing the competition. Um, but there's around about 100 people have joined it already. It's not too late to join. So get involved in it. Jump on NRL.com. Join the tipping competition part of the website and then put in the tipping code for the Fergon Freak uh, tipping competition. Also check out LeagueFreak.com. You'll see a lot of stuff posted there over the course of the season. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at League Freak, no space. And also check out League Freak on Facebook as well. Uh, and the Fergo and the Freak podcast on Facebook and Instagram and everything. We've got so many social media outlets. Just get involved in it all, all right? So thank you for listening. Great first up win for the mighty Penrith Panthers. Our premiership defense has started fantastically. Palmer bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858.